0: Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. This is another episode in which Peter and I have a first look and give our very first impressions of the player cards from The Path to Carcosa Deluxe Expansion that is just out now. I've looked at these cards briefly, so it's not quite a complete, um, you know, fresh unboxing for me. Peter has looked at them only in mere seconds, so he's pretty new to it. And the way we're going to do it is that he is going to pick a number between 1 and 5, and that will be the faction that we're going to look at.
1: Uh, Let's go for 3.
0: Three is Seeker. Seeker. Ooh, one of my favourites. Now, I read the front of Sephina, so why don't you read the front of Min?
1: Okay, so this is Min Tai Fan? Or is it Min Fai Than? I do not know. She is a secretary. She has four, four willpower and four intellect, and then two fists and two feet. And she's an assistant. So she has seven health and seven sanity nice Uh, nice and balanced balanced. so her ability a reaction after an investigator at your location commits a, a card to a skill test that card gains a wild icon until the end of the test limit once for each investigator per round and her elder sign effect plus one you may choose a skill card committed to the skill test to return to its owner's hand after this test ends and she's saying, you can depend on me to guide you through
0: the unknown. With her huge guidebook that she's holding. What? So is that the, the king, king in yellow? In yellow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not quite the guidebook that you'd want. <laughs> so that stat line is almost daisy if you just took one willpower off and put put it onto the intellect. You know, it's a similar front-loaded stat line. But the ability is so different.
1: Well, can, can we talk about, before we talk about her stat line... Can we talk about her other deck-building requirements? Because this might shed some more light on the stat distribution.
0: Yeah, so she's a deck size of 30. Her deck-building options are Seeker cards up to level 5, as you'd expect from a Seeker, Neutral cards up to level 5, and Survivor cards up to level 2. So she's a dual-class Seeker Survivor. And then she's required to run Analytical Mind, The King in Yellow Act 1, and one random basic weakness, so she's got th- she's a thirty-three deck person, as we're very familiar with.
1: She she follows roughly the path of the the investigators in the in the core set. Yeah. So there's there's no there's no requirements there, which are which are a particular surprise.
0: No, but we've not seen Seeker Survivor as a two two faction splash before.
1: No, no, exactly. Uh, well, the, the the obviously the the her ability there is uh, persuading us to put in uh, skill cards. Yeah, limit once for each investigator per round. So that means that so it, it's when you commit a skill commit a skill card to a test. So whether, whether it's to your own test or to someone else's test, the first time you commit a skill card.
0: No, so her ability is just commit a card. Her, the 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 reaction. So I take an investigate and you throw in you know a perception for me that perception yeah. gains a wild icon yeah yeah and then if you take a test and I throw in a card for you it gets a wild icon Exactly but yeah to the, so the so... Elder sign effect it's a skill card that gets picked up again
1: Right sorry yes it's a card not a skill test uh, not a skill card rather
0: Yeah it's a little
1: Oh well that's good isn't it actually that that really helps us because we it makes the skill cards, oh, the, 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 the icons on cards a lot more flexible. So yeah. we see something like, say, the 45 Derringer's got one agility pip. Suddenly yeah. that's become a manual dexterity in the hands of someone at a location with, with Min.
0: Yeah. The Derringer doesn't have an agility pip. Uh, did I say Derringer?
1: It <laughs> yeah, has a combat pip. <laughs> I meant the 45 automatic. Yeah. yeah. The other okay. one. Okay. <laughs> And then the survivor class is weird as well, with some interesting cards. I'll tell you what is, is interesting, then, is the uh, Rise to the Occasion.
0: Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. is I was, three wild pips? I was hoping you'd go here,
1: yeah. So it, it, in her hands, becomes four wild pips. As long as, of course, they're two below the test, but then that takes you yeah. to two but above Rise the test. But Rise to the Occasion, test. I
0: think you have to put to your own test, so it not it's not quite as flexible. Yeah as as that. But it's interesting you bring up Survivor cards because you've also got things like oops and look what I've found that have pairs of icons and if she's throwing those to tests she's giving someone plus three. Yeah. Even if she's not hoping to get it back, it plays off those sort of big packets of of icons.
1: I'll tell you what else she likes. I, I know some people are f- are fond of this combo in in Rex. But if you put scavenging into Rex, you can commit a strange solution.
0: Yeah. Becomes an unexpected courage.
1: Exactly, yeah. That that then returns to your hand.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, it's crying out for, for scavenging, isn't it, as a possible build. And with with two combat and two agility, it's also, to me, really crying out support role.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: A lot of card committing... So that means needing card draw, which Seeker's good at and survivor's good at. And yeah, being able to support people, being at the same location as people, so that when they are committing cards, they're getting the wild icons. And for your own tests, trying to commit a skill card so that you can hopefully get a skill or have at least one skill card per test you take committed, so that if you draw Elder Sign, the card gets goes back to its owner's hand. Shall we look at her signature cards to give us a bit more shed a bit more light yes
1: let's do it let's do it do you want want to do the first one
0: sure so her signature card is a signature asset it's called analytical mind between the lines has fantastic art of her sort of absorbing information from a book it's a three cost asset with two wild icons it's a talent it's her deck only you may commit one card to each skill test performed by an investigator at another location, and then it has reaction trigger after you commit exactly one card to a skill test. Exhaust analytical mind, draw one card.
1: Again, this this is interesting as well. It's it's got two wild pips as well, which is which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah.
1: Now her ability works off this. If she's yeah, this this abil- her ability works off this card as well. Because that says after an investigator at your location commits a uh, card to a skill test. So you can commit a card to a skill test for an investigator at another location and they gain a bonus icon. So she's really going to want to be pitching in those. I'm guessing she wants to be pitching in skill cards or cards to almost every test. Yeah. Uh, At least once a turn.
0: Yeah. So now as a supporter, if she's hiding somewhere, if she's, uh, you know, Decided to avoid a fight and is sticking away. She can be using all the secret cards that allow her to investigate, like um, seeking answers or using shortcut to move or pathfinder to move. But also, if she has analytical mind down, she can still be playing that support role and throwing cards to other skill tests. Even when oh, they're I'm not like... with her, she's and of course, like sending she... information to them
1: with those core skill cards as well, uh, like the manual dexterity and so on. She's drawing two cards then on a successful test. Because she draws one when she commits it to the test and then draws another when it's successful.
0: Yeah. That's that's exactly right. And she she may not she may have been by herself as well and be doing it to someone else's test. She's doing it for the rogue player who has really high agility but wants wants to succeed by two or more, or whatever it is. She's throwing it over to them from three locations. And away. again, if
1: you, if you do the strange location combo with scavenging as well, so you're You commit Strange Solution to give yourself two wild pips, you draw a card, doing that. If you succeed, you then, or succeed by two, Uh, scavenging returns Strange Solution to
0: your hand. Now, scavenging doesn't because, sorry to break it to you, scavenging, the cards that you've committed don't end up in your bin until after. Yeah,
1: okay, until after the end of the skill test, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Uh, Sadly, but if but you yeah, have two, well, use, and you've two committed one. Yeah. yeah, you just cycle. Yeah. It. drawing cards and,
0: and... It, this this analytical mind just a small thing reminds me of heirloom of hyperborea where it's a three cost and after you do a particular thing you draw a card and I think this one is stronger because it has that passive text of you may commit one card to each skill test performed by an investigator in another location as well as giving you cards for doing what you should be doing committing cards
1: doesn't sit in a slot either which is good. Oh
0: yes, good point, yeah. What about her weakness, Peter?
1: Okay, so this is the King in Yellow, Act 1, and it's a weakness, and it's a tome.
0: Uh, Ah, seek a weakness tome. Uh,
1: Yeah, and it uses a hand slot as well. Revelation, put the King in Yellow into play in your threat area. It cannot leave play except through the reaction ability below. You cannot commit exactly one or two cards to a skill test. After a skill test is... Sorry, the reaction ability. After a skill test is successful in which uh, Min Tai Fan has committed at least six matching skill icons for that test, discard the king in yellow. Well, that's a pretty rough requirement. Okay. Six matching skill icons for the test. So she's almost not doing it until she's got six in her hand.
0: So when she gets this... It says she can't support anyone anymore because she she can't commit one or two cards to tests. And you're only allowed to commit one card to tests other investigators take anyway. So that's completely turned off. And then she's got to commit three cards minimum. And she needs six matching icons on those three cards. I, what I I don't know is
1: whether a wild icon counts as any icon or as a wild icon.
0: Yes, because she could commit three cards, one of which just has a single wild icon and gains a second one from her ability. Yeah, that's right.
1: So I, I, I don't. Yeah, we'll have to find that out. That that makes it even that makes it much more difficult because her you can't use her ability to do it.
0: Yeah, because it, I was it, thinking in sometimes I have this situation in seeker where I've ended up with a lot of intellect icons left in my hand because I've got to that point where my intellect's strong enough that I'm not committing cards to Investigation Checks, and I have a few, you know, you've got a spare Dr. Milan Christopher, he's an intellect icon, you've got something else and something else, and it sort of builds up a little bit. If you've built your Min deck where she's got lots of card draw and runs with a big hand, maybe with Laboratory Assistant, maybe you'd reach the point where you can sort of splurge a bunch of cards and just hope that you don't draw the auto-fail. Yeah, so, so I, 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 it's difficult, but I
1: think if you've built your min deck right, you should be able to do that fairly soon. And it's a pretty crippling weakness for her, so you want to do it sooner rather than later. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. If you're playing as this supporter, this committer, oh, wow. Let's move on to the player cards.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: The first seeker player card is field work. It's a two-cost asset with a while uh, with an agility icon and it's a talent again talents with agility icons and it has no slots because it's a talent reaction after you move to a location if that location has at least one clue on it exhaust field work you get plus two skill value for the next skill test you perform this phase if this didn't get Gen A into the explorer's club nothing would
1: now this, this again i think this is really good actually this is i feel this is the equivalent one in the rogue ones we, we we looked at was stealth, which was another two cost yeah. talent asset
0: with a with a two boost. But it was the other way around.
1: I mean, plus two to skill skill test is is not is not it's never going to be bad really. And note that this isn't for say an investigation or anything. This is just for the next skill it's just test. Just next doing test. It.
0: Yeah. So you could you could run this in Roland. And enter a location yeah. that has an enemy, and yeah. you've got a nice fight boost for your next fight, or even short, shortcut into this... the enemy, shortcut yeah, into a location, or pathfind in.
1: Yeah. Well, no, but yeah. if you've got an enemy engaged with you, you know, you can shortcut into a location with a clue. Nice <laughs> game yeah. plus two for the skill test. That's very nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you run this in Jenny, she already has you yeah. know. A very nice stat line wherever she goes. This gives a little boost, whatever she wants to do. Just adds to her flexibility if she has it down. If you run it in Rex, it sets up burgl- burglary very nicely. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: quite nice in um, Pete as well. Yes. Oh, yes. Field really work nice. with Duke Because Duke will move him into a location with a clue and then he gets plus two for his investigate.
0: Field, little Duke with his magnifying glass, uh, and now right. with his experienced field work.
1: Yeah, I mean Pete does spend a lot of time in fields, so you know
0: there is that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Duke has sent off an application to join the Explorers Club. So <laughs> it's not it's not the first. It's
1: this. It's not tied to the first time I move into a location as well. So I could move into a location, use field work, move to another location, use field work. Yeah. So this this is. Obviously setting up a seeker style, which is, is I, I'm, I've am i mentally labelled the Indiana Jones type. Yes. Using, using yeah. pathfinders and shortcuts to, to dodge around the place. And isn't necessarily fighting stuff straight up, but is able to use tricks to get around things.
0: We know from Eldritch Horror there are a couple of investigators. There's Leo Anderson, the expedition leader. Uh, I think there's also someone called Monterey, Monterey Jack. Jack. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably even better fit for this.
1: Yeah, uh, it's 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 my favourite false Indiana Jones. Aside, from all <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's one there's one Montana Smith. Okay, in in, yeah. uh, in Temple Run, which always makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I suppose this gets a little bit weaker towards the end of a scenario. Is the one thing to be bearing in mind that if you want to get value, even though I'm shuddering slightly at using that word from this. Yeah. You need it early so that you get at least a few moves into locations that, that get you the plus two skill.
1: Yeah, yeah. But or maybe with that. maybe
0: you only want it for, for two or three boosts and that's all you want, maybe. I mean, think about this in Essex. As you power through the train, if you yeah. get it in the first car, you're going to probably get five boosts out of it. That's not too bad.
1: And the museum as well. I mean, like, nine times out of ten, moving into a location... There's a clue there already, if you're the first one to move into it. Yeah. So you're really wanting to be leading the charge.
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: should we look at the next one? Yeah. So this is a zero-cost asset uh, with an intellect pip, and it is called Archaic Glyphs, because they're untranslated. It uses a hand slot, uh, and it is an item occult tome. Another tome, which is always good for Daisy as well, Yes. So this uses a hand slot, and it has... Action. Discard a card with at least one intellect skill icon from your hand. Place one resource on Archaic Gifts from the token pool as a secret. Forced. After the third secret is placed in Archaic Glyphs, discard Archaic Glyphs and gain five resources. Record Recording your campaign log that you have translated the glyphs. So this is another one like the Strange Solution, isn't it? So So... Unlike Strange Solution, this has an ability which I actually think is quite useful. Uh, one of the things I was struggling with in a daisy deck I built recently was a stable economy. Yeah, I guess okay. you'd normally use something like Milan, but if you're wanting to use stat-boosting cards more often, I, it's, it's he's, he's for cost to to play. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit of a hill to climb to get up there. Um and then your the only other option really is emergency cash. So I quite yeah. like this actually as a economy card in Seeker, especially in Daisy.
0: Yeah, and think about what I just said about about Min where you have intellect skill icons sort of clogging up your hand as the game goes on because you've you're already set up to do your investigating well and you've got these extra icons that maybe you're throwing to a partner's tests or something like that. But maybe yeah maybe you want to just fire them down and you just said especially given Daisy because of course the action is could be her free tome action each turn couldn't it
1: yeah exactly yeah so, so you know it, it, your second Milan your second uh, magnifying glass yeah or you know it, even like a sketches preposterous sketches if you've if you've already got all of your yeah for sure you know you've already drawn all the cards you need and stuff I, I, I quite like it
0: I think it's good yeah, yeah. Okay, moving on. The third secret card in this pack, I love the art of this. It's No Stone Unturned, which is a two-cost event with a wild icon. It feeds nicely into your min wild icon deck that you're Absolutely, already brewing. Yeah, yeah. It's insight-traded. It says, choose an investigator at your location. That investigator searches the top six cards of his or her deck for a card, draws it, and shuffles his or her deck.
1: This is a really good uh, support card. I've had games where my friends have just they have had a handful of dead weight and are just stuck. If you're not Daisy, they're just stuck drawing card after card they don't need. Yeah. Um, trying to find those one or two that they do need. This gives you, not only do you look at the six and then draw one, so you get a filtered draw. If there's nothing in there they need, it shuffles everything away. So maybe the cards they do need get shuffled back closer to the top.
0: Yeah, there's always a risk of just drawing heavily because you can run into your weaknesses. This gives you a chance to look at another chunk of your deck. You might, you know, the ideal is where you'd see the card you want and see two weaknesses and three other cards and you get to avoid those weaknesses. I think it's another case where when seekers get rich, they can turn that money into cards. Preposterous Sketches is an example. Laboratory Assistant is an example. Cryptic Research is an example that doesn't cost money. And now there's no stone unturned, which is exactly, as you say, a nice support card. I'd like to see it in action before I really settle on whether it's good or not. I'm a little bit nervous about it costing two, but I think, yeah, if you're set up in the right way, it's great. And the icon's not bad either.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I can see using this. Okay. Okay we have got in the know this is a three cost asset for one experience which is the same as the rogue card we looked at yeah uh it is a talent uh uses three secrets action spend one secret investigate investigate any revealed location in play as if you were at that location
0: i'm just stroking my beard at this point
1: (laughs) (laughs) did you have to grow a beard first i did have to grow
0: a beard first yes
1: (laughs) uh so this is This is interesting. This is is like a, what's that card called? Seeking Answers. Yeah. Seeking Answers on tap. I must admit, I don't think I've found Seeking Answers that broadly useful. It's very specifically useful in certain situations.
0: And so Seeking Answers, you use the shroud of your location to investigate a connecting location. And in the know, you investigate the location that you want to investigate as though you were there. So I I take it that you use It's Shroud. So it's, it's different in that way, but you've spent an experience for it and three resources to get it in play. You get to do it three times. Yeah, yeah. If Min has her signature card, Analytical Mind, down, she might want to no longer be with other investigators and be holed up behind a barricade somewhere safe. And this allows her to... Still be investigating where they go, and she can still commit cards to them because because of analytical mind. It's like this sort of her her survivor role is hiding.
1: Yes, yeah, that's, yeah. that's how she does things. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point actually. Yeah,
0: it's an interesting one. I think it shakes up how we think about what the seeker does in the party if it's the seeker that takes it. Because yes. normally we'd think that they go around with someone supporting them, and this is saying maybe they just don't even turn up at all, and they do like a lot of the the heavy lifting investigation-wise from a different place.
1: No, of course that Rex will also find the clue at his location if he uses this as well. Very nice. Yeah, as, as if as if Rex needed more help. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, cool. So that is the seeker cards of the path to Carcosa. Fantastic. Thank you you for listening. Thank you.